from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We'll see what happens when coaches who played on Thursday and got nothing to do on a Saturday open up Twitter in a little bit. But right now it's time to answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked the door, uh. All right, first question comes from Wolf1. Hey, Joe, what will be greater next week, Virginia Tech false starts or Wake turnovers? Oh, man. How many false starts did Virginia Tech have on Thursday against NC State? It was like 12, 10. Mm -hmm. Just false starts. I mean, they had some offsides on defense and some others. Wake Forest had five total turnovers this season going into their game against Louisville. They had more than that in the third quarter alone. Eight total turnovers, I think it was, for for the Demon Deacons. They didn't have it. Now Louisville, Louisville worked them. Louisville sneaky, sneaky there on uh, on the Demon Deacons, but it was an uncharacteristically bad day for Wake Forest, which comes at the perfect time for the Wolfpack. They got it all out of their system. Perfect time. Yeah, it's a perfect time. Wake Forest got all those turn- turnovers out of their system. Perfect for Stater for Wake for Wake Forest. Oh, okay. like, perfect oh my time God, I for Wake. You were trolling me in real life. No, right here. perfect time for Wake Forest. Uh, they just like, no, no. Uh, Hold on, a second, got it all out. Buddy. We're all good. First and, things and first. And they'll look like Wake against us. First things State. first. Let's give Scott Satterfield some credit. Yes. Let's turn that program around. They still might fire him by the end of the year, or he might late leave. He might leave. He might leave and take another job leave. by the end of the year. Yes. That's fine. But credit to him. Uh that that he's done a he's done a very good job. Second of all, to Wake Forest, congratulations. You've made it. Mm-hmm. This is how I you know, I my my main man, Mark Gottfried, after uh, <laughs> NC State lost at Maryland and Maryland stormed the court, mm-hmm. I remember saying to him, look, man, you made it. What do you mean? Look, see those fans rushing the court? Because they beat NC State. Yeah. Wake Forest football. Louisville beat you. You're a top 10 team. They're excited to play you. They played their Super Bowl against you. And we now they rushed tonight. And they rushed the court and they celebrated. Mm-hmm. That's big time if you're Wake Forest. That is big time. Because when Dabo says it, it means nothing. But the truth is, they are a little old Wake Forest. Here's so it's good for Wake. Got to find the silver lining, Joe. Got to find the silver lining. I guess it's good. I guess it's good for Wake. I, I... Plus, it's... plus, wouldn't you rather lose that way than oh get your just intestines? strewn out and cut up and that's fed to you that's where i would go with it that's what i was that's what i was it's, it's good for wake i guess in that regard like you're talking about but to me and i was being facetious about it how i started the, the conversation going into the nc state game if you're going to lose a game do it like that yeah. just bur- it's a classic cliche burn the tape let us get back out there and we'll go back out there and we'll be ourselves right i mean it kind of happened earlier this year for wake when they had a struggle against liberty and they did what a last second field goal to to win that game, and they came in guns blazing for the Clemson Tigers after that. And then we also know that they're capable of bouncing back after a gut wrenching loss. You know, like you said, this torture and everything else. So the 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 point here I'm getting at is Wake Forest probably had the best way to lose on Louisville with an important game against NC State coming up this Saturday. Next up. All right, this one comes from Matt. Hey, Joe, so rule to Auburn? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so Brian Harson finally got fired. Finally. Finally got fired at Auburn. I feel like that was one of those things like every week we were on Brian Harson watch. 
Never liked the guy. People have been leaving the program. And yeah, there's big Justin Fuente energy to Brian. Yeah, Arson. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had seen some some people pointing out that uh, the SEC is probably annoyed that Auburn fires their coach this week when they have a pretty incredible weekend of action coming up. You got a one versus two matchup between Georgia and Tennessee, and then what? You got Alabama, LSU as well. But I'm like, you know, we can do two things at once. We can walk and chew gum at the same sure. time. We can discuss on a Tuesday, on a Monday or a Tuesday, who can replace Brian Harson at Auburn, and then focus on the games on Saturday. Now, I figure Matt Rule's ticketed for one of those Big Ten jobs because, yeah, look, I, I get it. I'm not Nostradamus predicting, you know, the end of the uh, Brian Harson era in Auburn. But mm. I am I, I was right about it, and I will be right about Iowa, too. That job's going to come open. It might be he retired, mm-hmm. but I think that job's going to come open. So Matt Rule's going to sit tight and pick his spot because while he can't get the Michigan or Penn State jobs, he can get a Nebraska job. He yeah. can get an Iowa job. Absolutely. He can get one of those tertiary Big Ten jobs. But why not Auburn? He's a culture guy. I, I, don't, I, I just don't think his nonsense fits <laughs> at Auburn. I do think Lane Kiffin's is perfectly tailored for the craziness that is Auburn. Yeah, I guess I guess so, especially considering you got to go, go up against Saban and everything else. I guess if we're going toe-to-toe on coaching brains, maybe Matt Rule doesn't want to do that, and he can just culture up somewhere in the Big Ten. <laughs> Uh, okay, Dennis, get no, it out. Of, get out of your system. I just say the, the, the way of the tiger. <laughs> there you go. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. Yeah. The way of the corn cob. And that's oh. probably what's going to happen. Next up. Yeah. All right. This next one comes from David. Hey, Joe, is Twitter as stagnant as Miami and UVA's offenses? No, though? that's not even possible. Nope. No, that's not possible. Gosh. I didn't give my guy Brad Gosh. Franklin a hard time. The Who's Corner and the review oh. of the big plays from the Virginia Miami. What, what big plays? <laughs> Beauty. This, the this score- is definitely in the eye of the beholder here, kids. The scoreless OTs? Like, what are we no talking touchdowns. About? Come on, man. No touchdowns. None. I, well, maybe there's a similarity between what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter and what Mario Cristobal is doing with Miami. Like, let's just burn this thing to the to the ground. Let's get every, let's just make this a terrible product I, I so that everybody bails. Yeah, I don't know what Mario Cristobal's doing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. you got too, I thought they were going to be good this year. Right, They're you not. got too many playmakers to be running what you're running at this point. It's pretty embarrassing. So my only my only guess is, now nah, you want to burn this and thing to the ground. I follow way too many Miami people online. Yeah. And they keep retweeting, we just got the number three receiver. We just got the... I'm like, guys, recruiting is not... Your problem. No. And it has not been your problem. No. All right? No. So please, pretty please, with sugar on top. It's coaching. Stop retweeting like, oh, here we come again. Yeah. We got this recruit. My we got that back. No, you won't no. be able to recruit. Stop. Score a touchdown against Virginia, then maybe we can talk. <laughs> Keep swinging and missing on. You know, the other coaches. side of that, of course, is the smart bomb that is Tony Elliott. Well. That Dabo Sweeney unleashed on the Coastal Division. If for only one year. Yeah. All right, next up. Whoa. All right, this one comes from Dimitri. Hey, Joe, is there a law that says you have to rank candy today? Oh, yeah. Yes. We all get it. Reese's are good and candy corn is yeah. bad. Y'all, y'all, come on. I've, I've, I've explained this before, but you got to understand how the radio sausage is made. And we love ranking stuff on the radio, man. 
and it's a time-honored tradition to get the people going. It's provocative. Maybe that's what Dave Dorn no should have done. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. If he wanted get the people going. If he wanted to experiment on Twitter, like he said earlier today, maybe he should have said Reese's are overrated and then just watch the reaction pour in. That well, would have been entertaining. In your candy draft, you have number one overall. You have pick 1-1. One, one. Reese's. Really? Yeah, every single time. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can get the Reese's egg now oh yeah instead of for easter time yep because that's the that's the perfect reese's peanut butter to chocolate ratio is the listen i love reese's however yeah one one yeah what's your one one hundred grand hundred thousand dollar bar that's that's a hipster pick no it's not yeah that's overthinking you can't get those so you want something that you can't get no, no, you no, want no. that one of one? No, stop. You it. want the white stop whale? It. Stop it! It's first. You, it's first round. First of all, I am not, not the hipster. One, no. You're you, the hipster. No, you're the joiner. Is what you are. <laughs> so no, you sir. No, says the joiner. Oh, I listen. I always, so I always, I always, I always enjoy. I always, yeah, I always enjoy when I'm not here. Julio <laughs> just starts getting his shots off. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Do that when I'm not here. Gotcha. So, here's the thing. You're so mad about that. It was pretty funny. Now just pointing out, says the joiner. That's all I'm saying. You are. Now you totally are. I'll explain another time. <laughs> Here's the thing about Reese's. You always like to like, I know it when I see it. That's the yeah. obvious pick. Whatever, it's the obvious pick. Okay. Just go with it. There's nothing wrong with picking Reese's as your 1-1. One, one. It's the obvious it's pick. It's the left tackle. Go there. It's a franchise builder. It's okay. a no-brainer. Can't miss. It's not a Trevor Lawrence. I want the unicorn. Yeah, I but it might, it might fail on you. It's fair. That's all. But the hundred grand does not. All right. All right. Next up. How you doing? All right. Final one comes from Brian. Who among us, NC State's Dave Dorn included, hasn't been bored on the weekend and retweeted some stuff to get a reaction oh. or for an experiment? Absolutely. Oh man, I've been there. Oh, I'm totally about that. You know, I'll, I'll, I, I cannot wait to get the Twitters fired up when I put my definitive ranking of Grateful Dead albums. It gets the people going. I remember I did that with Billy Joel. Like, here's my Billy Joel album rankings. And people are like, what? Gold will do this. Like, when Gold put <laughs> right. Vienna, right. number one is like the number one Billy Joel song. It got me. I was like, what are you talking about? It's seeds from an Italian restaurant. There are no conversations beyond that. So, yeah, I mean, we've all been above it. But, but, Dave Doran made a crucial mistake. When he retweeted a fan on Saturday talking about people who leave the stadium. We'll explain next. It's Saturday. You're chilling, watching some football. You fire up social media, see what the people are talking about. You might might see something you like. Throw a little heart on it. Maybe you retweet it. No big deal. That's something you do. Something I do. You don't typically see coaches do it, though. And that's exactly what Dave Doran did over the weekend when he decided to hit the RT button on a fan's tweet related to Thursday's win over Virginia Tech. A thrilling come from behind victory that I watched on TV and there were still plenty of people in the building that saw it in person, but there also were a lot of people who left in the third quarter. Julio, you said to me that you had considered, like you were in the concourse going, man, why am I watching this crap? Didn't you think that? There were a lot of people leaving. Yeah. And my family was there. I, our former producer, Jonathan Rand, was there. Mm-hmm. Mikey G, uh, my co-host on Pack Therapy, was there. And I was like, if I didn't have to work, I would leave. 
I would. I got. We have work. We have school tomorrow. Right. That you got to be up for. Right. 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 You know, my bedtime is eight thirty anyway. Yeah, I was. I was shocked you were awake. So I got that, and then you know, we have a show. I have a job. Yeah. Guess Spe- what? I have a job. Speaking of Joe, shout out to our guy Joe Wagstaff. Yeah. He, he had ta- he had gone so far to take a picture of the student section. Sure. He was like, oh man, this is how these students are leaving. And I'm like, congratulations, Joe. Wags, you are officially old. You're now taking pictures of student sections and going, back in my day, I went to the student section uphill in the snow, and we didn't even have beer that we could buy. Okay? Yeah, for the low, low price. Well, I know. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the toughy tall boys ain't cheap, but it is what it is. And I'm thinking to myself, y'all are lying about how y'all were in college, if you can even remember what you were doing in college. It's been 20-some-odd years for a lot of us or more. But I'm telling you right now, if you were 18, 19 years 20, old. 25 years. I know. Don't oh remind God. me. Don't remind me. Don't remind me. I'm not trying to fan gatekeep. I'm just trying to add perspective about how we don't remember what it was like when we were in college. And no. if you actually. And we, and we didn't have phones. We didn't have distractions. Right. We so, didn't have. So know. it's a Thursday night, which is traditionally in college the first night of the weekend. Yep. Because if you do your classes right, you ain't going to class on Friday. No. It's a bad third quarter of a team that their season's up in smoke at this point, given what happened with Devin Leary's injury and everything else. You had just lost to Syracuse. And you, like you said, you got phones. You tell me, like, man, why am I watching this? Where's the spot? Am I going back out to the tailgate? Am I going to Pantana Bob's? Like, I don't even know where kids hang out now. But the point is, if is that still open? It's still open. <laughs> they going to East Village? <laughs> no, East Village not open. <laughs> so you're telling me that if you were in college and the game is terrible and a certain someone texts you like, hey, by the way, I'm back at my apartment. You're like, I'm out. Okay? Just put yourself back in the college juice. Yeah. So I don't want to fan gatekeep with this stuff. But Dave Dorn did want to fan gatekeep. So he retweets this from a fan. And this is what the tweet read. To all the quote-unquote fans that left early, you suck. If you left for the sole reason of the score, and why wouldn't you, then please do not come to another game this season. This team is not like other teams in the past. All caps. This pack football team never gives up. They deserve fans that stay until 0-0, go pack. Now, when fans leave, it's not an indictment on the players. Fans leave, it's more of an indictment on the coach, which is probably why Dave Dorn was in his feelings. And our Jason Jennings over at WRAL asked Dave Dorn about retweeting that tweet, and here's what Dorn had to say. You know, it's funny. I was sitting there, and I was like, I'm going to play an experiment here. Like, if I hit I like this, what's different than if I hit I retweet this? You know, like, what would happen? And so I just did it, and and then this happened. So I, I'm, it's pretty comical to me. Um, going back ten years, man. My first press conference after we beat Louisiana Tech, I thanked the fans for coming, and then pleaded with the fans to stay. This isn't new that I want our stadium full until the end of the game. Like it's not. And so you know, I don't understand why that upset the Twitterverse. I'm sorry that I upset the Twitterverse. You know, like don't do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm here to support our team. I'm here to make our program better. I know it doesn't always look that way when we're not scoring enough points and we're trying, you know. Um, But I I was told we really want to win a championship at this school when I got here. And Mm. and so I care deeply about this program. I care deeply about these players. And I'm going to fight for them, you know. And I think having a stadium that's full for four quarters helps you win. I think it helps you recruit, too. You know, I do. I think when a recruit comes to your campus and he sees that you can sell out your games and they stay for four quarters, 
and it was the coolest thing he's ever seen. That helps you recruit. And if you recruit better, you play better. And if you play better, you win more. So, yeah, I think that's an important thing for everybody to understand. And if they want to go home, they can. But I'm still going to continue to fight to make our program better. As far as the retweet thing, again, that was a fun experiment that was a success or failure, I guess, however you look at it. But, uh, you know, I had a Saturday off. I was bored. I thought, you know, let's try something new here. But uh, mm. all good, man. Okay, then. So that's Dave Dorn explaining why he retweeted a fan that said, uh, fans that left early, you suck. Okay. Look, man. I don't mind anything that he said other than the, you know, he was tweaking a little bit there, the Twitterverse. You know? Well, you know. That was but, a little bit of a show. But, but you, well, you know what that is? That, you know, you know how many times do you see coaches or people around programs get on media members about, oh, you're just clout chasing? Yeah. Oh, you're doing it for the clicks. Did he? Did I mishear what Dave Dorn was doing? Did you, you literally did it for the clicks, dude? Well, it was, the, ex- was the experiment. I'm sorry, the experiment, which is for the engagement. So you're cloud chasing. That's what you're doing. You're cloud chasing. Trust me, as somebody who's tried to cloud chase, I know cloud chasing when I see it. That's what Dave Dorn is doing. He's right. He's been saying it for 10 years. Yes. So say it. Why Consi- you got to retweet? He's consistently said it. Yeah, so good for I, him. And I respect him for that. But yeah. why are you trying to do this with an experiment? Yeah, you don't it doesn't need, make any sense. You don't need the first part. You don't. You don't need to say you suck if you left early. It's a Thursday night. People have real lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not only that, people spend real money, Joe. Yeah. Things I've learned this college football <laughs> season. Football <laughs> tickets aren't cheap. Going to games and buying beer is not cheap. Parking yeah. is not cheap. Yeah, you were down bad after the Florida State okay? game. Okay. Well, it was two weeks in a row that I, I paid know. for tickets, two weeks I in know. a row. So that's I a know. taste of I what know. the fans have been through all of this time. We're lucky. We're lucky. He's, he's kind of telling, he's kind of taught. Nobody's mad. And there's also, there's also a difference between, oh, you know, I upset the Twitterverse. No, that, well, this happens oftentimes in the, in the, on well, the people online are, world. I mean, there are some people who are upset. So Look, we can't mischaracterize that part of this equation. I'm, I will go ahead and mischaracterize it because yeah. I truly believe what ends up happening in this case is, is that you put it out there and then you don't like the reaction so you say, oh, you're mad. It's basically like classic drill energy. Now, if, if Dave Doran wants to be extremely online, if Dark Doran has entered the chat, okay, cool. But essentially what you did there is drill. I'm not owned. You're owned. I'm not owned as you slowly turn into a corn cob. Oh, I upset the Twitterverse. No, people just dunked on you for retweeting somebody that said, you suck, and I'll further dunk on it. Okay, so let's read this tweet again. You suck. All right, so that's Dave retweet endorsement. You retweet something because you endorse it. Sorry, it equals endorsement unless you quote tweet it and you argue the point. So I think we can all agree when you retweet something that says the fans suck. Is that what he's saying? You suck? Okay, cool. Now we know how you stand on that. And then he also, this part here, this team is not like teams in the past. (laughs) Oh, Okay, so you're retweeting a fan saying this is not like other teams in the past. I'm going to stand up for my team. All right, so what you're telling me is is that the 2020 team in the middle of a pandemic wasn't a resilient group that had a pretty damn good season, all things considered. Shout out to Bailey Hockman, number one Bailey Hockman fan over here. What about 2021? The team that completely changed the discourse around this program going into this season because they did not quit and they stunned North Carolina at the end of the year. That team didn't quit. So, you know, sorry I upset the, tw- the Twitter. Man, ain't nobody mad. Like I said, it's classic drill energy. You're bored? Cool, man. Stop trying to be like Elon, though, and just get the people going. Go outside and touch grass, dude. Pour another bourbon. Which, in fact, I actually would have been completely cool with if Dave said, not only was I bored, but I had one, I had an extra poor bourbon, dude. 
And I was just like, ah, that's funny. And I retweeted it and a shoulder shrug rather than trying to make some big free-thinking experiment out of the entire thing. Season didn't go as planned. After a year of having talked about being taken seriously, getting your respect, and having a chip on your shoulder. And look, man, that's not on fans leaving early. The reason why fans are checked out is because even before Devin Leary got hurt, things didn't look like they were going in the right direction. You want to experiment? I don't know. Here's an experiment. Why don't you try playing aggressively in the first half rather than waiting to be down a couple of scores where then you have to start throwing it around and you come from behind? Same thing happened against Syracuse. And, you know, the little dismissive, ah, I thought we were here to win championships. Julia, who's that on? Uh, the coach, last time I checked? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's in that's in his control, right? I'm, I'm, th- I'm guessing, yes. Okay. I'm just... It's just a shot in the dark. I'm just asking questions. You know, I'm just I'm just getting on social media and just asking questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just kind of experimenting by putting that out there. Like, ah, who's that on for not winning this year, for missing an opportunity in the Atlantic Division? And on the fans. It's on the coaching staff. Does that sound like a coach is going to be here next year? Hmm. hmm. Does Dave we're, Doran... We're getting sa- closer to the answer, does aren't Dave, we? Does Dave Doran sound like a coach is going to be here next year? Does not. All right. 